another day. All right, let's ride. Thing. The most dangerous place for black people to live is in white people's imagination. Um, mm. When you look at the fact, honestly, mm. if you, I, I, you can be, you can have just shot up 17 people mm -hmm. and the police will arrest you. Mm -hmm. They know you have a gun, mm -hmm. but they'll shoot the kid they thought had one. Mm -hmm. They'll shoot him in the back. And he, here's the thing, it's just, we live in an America right now where we've evolved. We believe that uh, a man can be a woman trapped in a woman's body, a woman can be a man trapped, but we inherently believe that black people are criminal. Mm -hmm. We can accept that, that, that you are a man trapped in a woman's body, but we don't, for some reason, we can't buy the notion that all black people aren't inherently criminal. And that's, mm -hmm. it's, it's, it, it really, it really, and that we don't, like, like, like for every time something happens, they'll say, these dualities can't exist. You can't tell us we live in a country where you're innocent until proven guilty, but then okay you being murdered because he said you were guilty, the cop said you were guilty. Before, they didn't try you. Right. Before they tried yeah. right, right. And, 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 the, and the truth of the matter, America's never, but we, there have been 200 race riots in America, um, primarily because black people have, or people of color have been killed by the police mm -hmm. with nobody being brought to account. That was before there was black on black crime. So what was it then? We've been murdered for reading, for looking somebody in the eye, for whistling at somebody. Mm -hmm. The murder of black people mm -hmm. uh, for, at the hands of people of authority mm -hmm. has always happened. Mm -hmm. and, and police are doing what they've always done, which is the police for us have never been about protecting us, sir. It's keeping you in your community where you belong and keeping you out of places you don't. That's, that's, just, that's just how it's... You know, I... I uh... There are some good officers out there, a lot. But nobody needs to say that, because we already know it. We know that. But, exactly. I, but, but let me make a distinction. The same officers that patrol uh, communities of wealth mm -hmm. aren't the same ones that control communities of color. That's They're true. not the same officers. That is true. That is true. All right. So, so how did you feel about that? I was wondering what was up with that hat he had on, just being honest. <laughs> I didn't know if he was uh, dressed as part of the theme. The hat looked kind of dusty. I didn't see the whole show, so obviously I don't know. But he said some real shit, man. Like, he said the part where he was talking about how the shit with the police been going on before the real era of black-on-black -black crime. Like, I, you know, I don't come from that. I came from when everybody was talking about it. So it kind of blew my mind. I never even thought to think that. And that just shows you one thing you can get from older people. And after watching the video, one of the things that stuck out to me was the look on that lady's face sitting to his right. Like just the, she did what I, how do I say this without sounding like an asshole? She did the white woman nod when they're listening, like when you see all the journalists listening to people of color, when they're talking about some shit like, oh, I experienced X, Y, Z, it's like, okay, the nod and mm-hmm, mm-hmm, like it's blowing your mind hearing somebody say that in person. Like I really went through some shit and this is something that affects me it's like the look on the look she had on her face is like the look people have when they realize some shit they have ignored their whole life is affecting somebody. It's like when you hear 
a man, when you, when you see a man listening to some shit a woman said happened to her, and the shit that as a man I don't think about on the day to day, about being mistreated as a female, when you hear them expressing themselves and really giving you the nitty gritty of what it is to be a female, you're like, oh shit, I didn't think about it like that. And all you can really do is shut up and nod and agree. That's what I saw her doing. And uh, D.L. Hughley, he's great to me when he speaks because he always comes from a point of experience and there's wisdom behind what he says. He's not just saying it to be an asshole, to be, to be, uh, to be trending or whatever. He's giving you his real opinions and backing it with his experience. So I, I think it's dope that he continues to do that shit, man. But I was, my mind was blown by that statement he made, and I'm glad he was able to say it on a platform like The View, because that's some real shit. Like what he said about how the cops are different in different neighborhoods and how they're meant to protect everybody else but kind of contain us. I mean, that's just how I feel, bro. I, I agree with that. And I, I agree with that, too, because I actually have my own personal story with the law um and this is somewhat recently it's crazy because um i was on my way into work and i get up at maybe four o'clock four thirty in the morning and i shoot all the way to another city within this city uh to work and basically i was in the fast lane where the speed limit is only like i want to say 50, 65, 65, something like that. I'm in the fast lane and I'm doing the speed limit. But apparently it wasn't fast enough. So I had um, two state troopers, one in front, one in uh, one in the back of me, but I still have condensation and stuff all on the windows and whatnot. So I really couldn't see too well within the back. But I see the state trooper in front of me. He's riding beside me, so now I'm like, okay, what's going on? Like, why are you just riding beside me? So he gets over and to the lane that I'm in, but he has the turn signal on going towards the right. And I'm thinking to myself, why does he have the turn signal going towards the right? And then after that, I see somebody, the state trooper, He's behind me, and he puts his high beams on. So now I'm like, why is, why is this dude putting the high beams on me? Not knowing that it's a state trooper. So I speed up a little bit. The, the state trooper that was in front of me, he veers off, and he goes into the slow lane of the, uh, of, of the highway. So I speed up a little bit, and then... I end up, you know, still maintaining the speed limit because, you know, you can only go so many above and so many below before, you know what I'm saying, you get pulled over for speeding. So when I ended up doing that, he speeds up behind me again, and then he puts his high beams on. And I'm like, dude, I'm going to speed limit. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not finna go any faster than that. Not even a second after I thought that and was like, I'm not going any faster than what I'm supposed to, all of a sudden... The red and blue lights came on, and I'm just like, man, fuck. So I pull over to the side. He comes out, and then the first thing he asked me was, do, do I know why I got stopped? No. I mean, I'm going the speed limit. Why did you pull me over? Basically, he was saying that I was going too slow within the, within the fast lane. 
but it's 5.30 in the morning. It's not too much of real traffic out here, and I'm at the actual speed limit, and it's still, quote-unquote, going with the flow of traffic. So then he was like, uh, you know, you have your license, registration, all that other stuff. Now I'm in my scrubs, and the pockets, if for anyone who's seen scrubs, some scrubs, they don't have the pockets, you know, where regular pants pockets are. My pocket is down on the lower part of my leg. That's why I have my wallet, and I'm letting them know. I'm like, hey, my wallet <laughs> is in the lower part of my pocket. And he's like, yeah, well, that's where most people would keep their wallet. And I'm like, well, I'm in scrubs, so my pocket is lower. I don't need for you to be pulling your gun out on me trying to shoot me up thinking that I'm reaching for a gun or anything like that. The first question that he asked me when I ended up telling him that, so you believe that rhetoric about cops killing innocent black folks and, and let's get woo-woo? It's not the fact of whether I believe it or not, but it's more so of me taking that precaution and letting you know so you don't get all fearful and end up putting my ass with fucking holes in me. So now you got to explain that shit to my mom and my dad who's an hour and 45 minutes to two hours away from you on why the fuck you shot their son. I pull out the, uh, I pull out the wallet. I give him, I give him uh, my license. He asked for my insurance. I told him it's on my phone. Um, he went to the car anyway and basically just pulled up my information. All while he saw that, he, he seen my uh, license to carry. So now he's like, okay, do you have a gun in the car? No, I do not have a gun in the car. Dude, I'm in scrubs. I'm on my way to work. Why the fuck would I have my gun in the car with me? He does all of that, and basically he, he runs my information. He comes back. Thankfully, he just gives me a warning, but he was like, um, the reason why I ended up stopping you was because you were going slow within the fast lane, but the speed limit is 65. I was actually doing 70. And then he was like, well, you also were doing 82, but I could throw that in there. Basically just trying to get me riled up to see how I was going to react to the shit or whatever. But I'm like, yeah, but the only reason why I ended up doing 80 is because you were on me and you put your high beams on me. I didn't know who the hell you were. I still have a conversation on my window. I can't see too well back there. But I said all of that just to say that, you know, basically what it was that he was saying it was all out true. Not only was it like truth within what he was saying, but it's people who experienced that. Me as a veteran, a person who fought for his rights, whatever, whatever, who, who's probably seen more dangerous shit than he do on a daily, ended up going through some shit like that. And it's just me going to work and having to deal with that and then him being in his feelings because of the response that I ended up giving him and being cautious for myself and making sure that I don't get shot the fuck up. Like, how the hell do oh, you... Yeah, we... How the hell do you, you know what I'm saying, wrap your mind on some shit like that? Oh, yeah. We definitely got to be careful, bro. I just would have responded with that. I got to be careful, uh, bro. Unfortunately, positive traffic, traffic stops don't make the news, so this is what I got to deal with. I'm just letting you know, for your safety and for mine, I just, I don't want to be in no bullshit. I'm just trying to go to work, get my ticket, my warning, whatever, and I'm a roll. They, they kill me with that shit, bro. I think 
when you say stuff like that to them, it puts them on the edge. But I feel like they can sense it. I got pulled over in Coronado, bro, and I feel like that cop knew I was nervous. He was like, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and let you roll. He's gay, hey, just kind of slow down. And I was like, word, cool. But he knew I was nervous just because of my, my body language and how I was acting. And I I think it's probably 50-50. 50% probably feels like, damn, they got this out here fucked up with what they're showing on the media. And the other 50% is like, I get it. You know, just judging by how he handled it. One thing I feel like they hate worse is when you notice they ass in undercover cars, though. You, you ever had a cop try to sneak up on you in the undercover? Like when you've been kind of speeding and they try to slide behind you? I'm like, nigga, we recognize that goddamn antenna. <laughs> <laughs> I see you, cause you ain't that slick. You in that cop car, you got the same car I got. You got goddamn Chevy Malibu riding my ass. I knew I wasn't supposed to be in that fast lane in Virginia. I was damn sure in that bitch, though. When I tell you, when I tell you brush slid up behind me so smooth, that's how it went. When he slid in the car, he slid behind my car so smooth. When I seen that antenna, I'm like, man, you got me fucked up. I slowed down on his ass in the fast lane for 15 minutes to the point where he, he got out the lane, drove past me and looked at me. I was just, I looked at him and smiled. It, it actually happened to me recently out here. Like I'm driving, and like you said, there's two cops and one kind of slid behind me to see what I was gonna do. He kind of, he was on my ass for a little bit. And I feel like he was, you know, running the plates, obviously, how they do when they're trying to track anybody, yeah. just to see if it's, I got something, or a crazy driving record, or whatever record they can find on me. And uh, he he wrote, he wrote me for a little bit, trying to see what I was going to do, how I was going to act. And I was like, nah, nigga, this smooth criminal over here. I didn't seen this shit too many times before. He rode past me. I waved at that nigga like the, like motherfucking, the, the, the Kim Matumbo. No, no, no. <laughs> You're not gonna get me. Hell no. Nah. I ain't got the money to cover that ticket right now anyway. So <laughs> I'm just going, you can go slide your ass right on by. You're not gonna get me. I do it. I appreciate it. See. What's yeah, up? It, nah, I was saying it seems like they always do that. They 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 pick the the worst time to try and give you a ticket. You can be just finished paying all of your bills and all that, and you just, like, all out, tapped out. And all of a sudden, they give you a ticket or some mess, and now that's an extra bill that you got to pay. Boy. I know. You out here fucking up my weekend money with this ticket, <laughs> officer. And I, I got, like, four, five of them bitches in Virginia. I listen, Virginia wasn't exactly my favorite place in the world. There's some good parts of it, but I hated driving there, bro. It was speed traps all over that bitch. Bro, I leave the crib, the speed limit changed three times while I leave the crib. I'm out the house, that shit, 45, 55, drop back down to 40. I'm like, man, fuck this. And then, bro, I got a ticket leaving Virginia. Where was I? I was going home, and there's this, I forgot the name of that place, something field, something with an E. I call that bitch Ticketville, USA. And I'm riding, and I'm, about, I'm leaving Virginia, about to get on the 64, not the 64, but the 95 to get home, bro. And the speed limit was 65 miles an hour. And then I get into this town, you know, one of them, what I, you know how I call it, like it's on the way somewhere. It's not even a real city. That motherfucker just on the way somewhere. It's sitting on the interstate. So I'm riding through that bitch. And it, it dropped to 45 miles an hour for like, it felt like forever, bro. I got, I'm like, man. So I'm like, I'm speeding up. I'm about to get on 95 and be out of Virginia, be North Carolina, bro. He caught my ass what felt like. Like, I know it wasn't that far, but it felt like he caught me 15 feet from the exit. I was mad as hell, bro. Mm. Hit me with old thick-ass ticket. I was mad as shit. 
But, but it's all it, it's all good though, man. I got out of there, and I know better. If I go back, not to drive crazy, then I might I might drive north and then just drop down on 95 somewhere else to bypass that shit. What up? What up? Hey man, um, you know I, I normally do my thing. No playing this ride, man. This is number 38, 38 special. Uh, shit, me black out. My homeboy Trenton Brooks on the line, once again doing this thing for y'all. Man, um, I got a few things to holler at you about. I know you got some stuff for me, but I'm um, let's jump into Papa John's, man. How you feel about this N-word usage? This shit is going out of style. Yeah, this shit is going out of style real fast. Like, and I can honestly say the last time that I actually ate anything from Papa John's, it probably had to be sometime back in 20, yeah, 2015. That was the last time that I ate something. And incidentally enough, that was probably around the first time, if not, the one of many times where it was a lot of racial incidents that was happening with the company itself of Papa John's. And honestly, like, Papa John's ain't been hitting since, like, we actually, uh, since they actually came out. And this was, like, back in, what, 93, 94, something like that? Uh, you know, back in the day in Jacksonville when they first came down there, how they used to market people to to go and get their pizza. They used to have somebody stand out on the corner with, like, free samples or slices of pizza. Basically, that's how they ended up winning us over. But that's me going on to a tangent. That has really nothing to do with it. But the bottom line is I stopped eating their pizza, you know, almost three years ago. And it was basically because of this particular type of incidents plural, incidents, and reasoning for me stop eating that pizza and stop supporting it. Like, shit's trash. And the the incidents with him is, yeah, that, that shit is going out of style real quick. What, uh, what was it that somebody said? If somebody shows you who they really are, believe it. This been going on too many times with him. Like, I can't help but to call the spade a spade. The motherfucker is racist. Like, there is no simpler way to put it. That's just what it is. You feel that way, that's cool. You won't get any of my money. Your company won't get any of my money. And truthfully speaking, if it's any person of color that's working for that company, they should leave that shit too. God, simple as that, that. Damn, boy. <laughs> I wasn't expecting all that. Let me tell y'all something, man. Let me tell you, I've been hearing people... And reading and hearing people say this, y'all got Papa John's fucked up. That pizza is great. I don't know what y'all standard is. That pizza's it ain't like the best pizza in the world. I've, you know, I, I love uh, New York City pizza. I think that shit is delicious. Papa John's to me is good to go. Uh, I don't know how I feel about this, man. Apparently, it was done during a training, a training uh, exercise or whatever. I'm thinking like customer yeah. service training. I, I don't know if he was supposed to be the bad person and he's supposed to go off the hinges. I don't know the details. I just know, hey man, you fucked up. That, that's all I can say. And um, yeah, the, the him stepping down don't mean shit to me when he, earned, when he owned the fucking company. Bitch, all you did was retire. Like, yeah, I'm just gonna not come to work. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you own the place. You just, I'm not gonna come to work and fuck with y'all. I'm gonna stay home and collect my money and not even be there. So you talking about 
you stepping down, that don't mean shit to me. There's nothing I can do, or my rage is not gonna stop you from getting paid. Now, can I not eat your pizza? I'll evaluate, I'll look into the situation more and see what it was, and if it was like some malicious shit, then I gotta not fuck with you. It ain't HM level, coolest monkey in the jungle bullshit, but it's like, I, it's worth me taking a look at and making sure I got all the facts before I stop fucking with it. Because unlike you, I like his pizza, man. I ain't gonna front. I don't eat it a lot, but when I do, it's good. So, yeah, I don't know, man. We, we shall see what's going on yeah, with Papa I John. Mean, you can you, you can do that. And, I mean, that's that's you. I've had better pizza, too. Um, unfortunately, it wasn't, like, the New York slices of pizza just yet. But, like, what? Domino's made a, a, a hell of a transition from what we remembered. And, you know, even with me back in the day working with Pizza Hut and whatnot, but Pizza Hut kind of sliding off. And then Little Caesars, you know, they they making their little come over. Not that not that hot and ready $5 shit, because that right there, <laughs> yeah, man, it's, 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 it's not all that grand to me. Like, okay, good. It's clutch if you, like, if your pocket's hurting or whatever, whatever, but... Uh, nah, that 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 shit ain't ain't too wonderful for me. And yeah, when you when you yeah the nigga up, man yeah yeah I, I was gonna and, say you and, get what you pay for with that little Caesar shit man. That's when I that's one yeah, one of the things I learned that reinforced you really get what you pay for. That is some bullshit. <laughs> I wasn't. I, I also wasn't gonna call you out on your pizza bias because of your you know your past uh your past experience in the pizza world. I wasn't gonna put that out to the world, but. <laughs> But I, I put it out to the world. I mean, fuck it. Like, it, it is what it is. Th those things and those steps are what it is that makes the person who they are today. Oh, that ain't... I, I'm with you on that. I ain't debating it. I, I didn't flip the burger or two, nigga. Shout out to Crystals. Like, I, I ain't ashamed, nigga. I had a job. I wasn't out there robbing no goddamn body. Um, yeah. That's just not for me to say. You know what I mean? Oh, right. What else, man? What else you got over there on, on your... Whatever, what note you got, bro? What you got for me? All right. All right, so we we've already touched up on 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 the racial climate shit, and basically we we just wanna give that a moment just to breathe and you know what I'm saying absorb itself within that. And the other thing that I wanted to pretty much get a take on was uh, Stormy Daniels, the the uh, porn star who basically came out and was like, you know. The, the president, uh, uh, Cinnamon Hitler, Agent Orange, uh, Coke 45, that's what I call him. Um, whatever it is that you want to call the uh, Excuse me, I was about to say something that I really did not want to say, but that guy basically molesting her, would that, would that be the, 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 the appropriate term, rape, molest? Nah, I think uh, he got that, you know, he did this thing and she got a check and she wasn't supposed to say nothing and, he, and she said something. She changed her mind like you could have the money back. And he's like, it didn't happen. Yeah. It's like, there's nothing that's gonna make me believe that that shit didn't happen given his personality and the way he, like the, the tape that you said you grabbed vagina's like fucking bowling balls, basically. Like, it's, there's nothing you can say that's gonna make me feel like you didn't have sex with this woman and pay her to not say nothing. And she right, decided right. to say, fuck well, that. Yeah. Well, apparently, uh, sometime this, I want to say it was this past week or whatever, she was arrested up in, o in, in um, Ohio. 
um, pretty much she was allowing for the patrons at a strip club that she was a guest stripper at touch on her. And I guess that strip club didn't allow for the patrons to touch the strippers or whatever, whatever. And she ended up getting arrested for that. Well, needless to say, the charges were dropped just because she was a guest stripper and she wasn't there on a regular basis. But the first thing that I want to know is, like, really, Ohio, that that's what y'all do? Like, y'all go to strip clubs and basically they can't touch. Now, I'm not going to down strip clubs by no means, especially as a person within my singlehood days, basically, practically resided in a strip club. Hey, that was... Uh, we gonna shut this topic down real quick. We gonna shut this down real quick. Uh, listen, your personal time is your personal time. Hey, um, you know, Ohio is kind of conservative. I mean, right now, they appear to be on the more conservative side. That's how they voted like the last couple of elections. So I would, I'm not surprised. She's an enemy of the president. It it makes sense for me if somebody is a is pro Trump out there to be like, oh, we got Stormy. I don't know if there's like a national stripper code though. Like they gotta you gotta abide by these rules in every club. She could have went yeah. in there and just made a fucking mistake. I mean, she is not not to not to you know talk down on her, but I mean, she is a porn star, so. I'm just saying, her going to the strip club, I would think it'd be a little bit more extreme than the normal stripper. So, yeah, I don't know why. That, I see why it's a big deal per their law, but I don't know why they weren't surprised. That should have been in her, um, when they booked her, because I'm pretty sure she's traveling now, when they booked her to perform, they should have let her know, like, hey, this shit is not happening, and they probably did not, and that's probably why those charges were dropped, because she was a guest who wasn't briefed on how to be butt naked. I guess. Yeah, that and then, again, one of the, the the bottom lines of it was because she's not a, I guess you would say, a recurring stripper there. But just like you said, which makes the most perfect sense, they should have had that within the agreement. Hey, by the way, um, we don't allow for the patrons, the patrons to touch the strippers. So if you allow for that to happen, that won't happen here. We don't allow for that. Like, a simple communication or something within writing, all of that could have been avoided. But I just I just felt like that was the craziest and the most mind-boggling of fuck shit that could possibly happen anywhere within the country. I know it's been more, but that one, for some reason, just stuck out to me. Like, how the hell does a, a stripper get arrested for a patron? So that means that they literally had to, like, throw their ones at her. They couldn't, like, go take in and put in a... You, you get where I'm going with that? Like, that... I'm staying clear of this shit, man. I'm staying away from this. Uh, it's ain't nothing to do with me, man. I'm just letting you talk. I was, if anything, they probably should have... Uh, I mean, I would have put that on the patron. I'm pretty sure that that person lives there, and she ain't naked in Ohio every day. She don't know the, the new rules in Ohio. I would put that on the patron because they partook in actually taking, touching her unless she like, hey, touch me and grab the dude. But uh, I'm gonna move away from this man uh, for my own safety. I'm just gonna bypass this. You took it down the dark road. Um, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a segue real quick. I'm gonna do a poor segue into sports real quick. Um, Demarco Murray is retiring. He played in the NFL for a little bit. Was an NFL Offensive Player of the Year. 
He's retired after a few years. Goodbye. You didn't play for no team I liked. Fuck you. Um, but <laughs> hey, you did something I never did. I'm, I won't shit on you. I won't shit on your accomplishments. But hey, man, you didn't play for my team. I really don't care. I hope your money together. I'm pretty sure it is if you're going to retire. So congrats on your career. But I don't care about your stats. As a person, I wish you luck. But for your stats, I don't care. Also, this is probably going to sound counter to what I just said. But listen, man. And this this kind of goes on the reporters too. And I I'm not gonna hold this particular athlete responsible uh, for his actions. But Isaiah Thomas, man, IT has had a rough like year and a half. So this man, uh, who was at one point looking at him signing a max contract, what thinking he was gonna be able to sign a max contract, was traded from Boston to Cleveland. Got to Cleveland, he was injured, didn't mesh well, got to the Lakers, and by the time the season was over with, he ended up being a free agent. Now, IT recently signed a one-year minimum deal with the Denver Nuggets. And Bleacher Report and other people, when they posted it, they kind of clowned him, like, oh, he went from expecting a, a max contract to taking, like, the veterans minimum. I'm like, listen, bro, first of all, we got to stop talking shit about these players. One, if you ain't never been to the NBA, I'm going to need you to shut the fuck up, man. For real. When you're talking about this man's contract, because he probably makes more than everybody talking shit about him. Unless you're like another NBA player and you're dogging his contract, or you're a former player, you got to shut the fuck up, man. The man is 5'9 in the NBA. He was the leading scorer in the fourth quarter of the, se uh, the season that he went to the conference finals. He was on LeBron and them's ass in that uh, conference finals when he played against them. And he did it all while hurt with his sister dying. We're getting his fucking tooth knocked out on the court. Like, they, they knocked this man's teeth out on the court. He still fucking played. Now he's a fucking joke. I really don't understand how we treat people. I won't just say celebrities. I say how, I'm going to say black people because I can't really speak for nobody else. I don't understand how we tear down people who could do shit we can't. I, I get it's the meme era and all that shit. And I do it when I'm talking about musicians because I'm being critical of their art. But if somebody could throw a football better than me, I can not like them, but I kind of got to shut the fuck up. If you've never been to the NBA at 5'9", well, you're basically a midget and you're putting up buckets on everybody, you kind of got to keep your mouth closed. Let the man do his thing. It's like I said in the last episode. Everybody talking about DeMarcus Cousin, the Warriors loaded, whatever. Listen, these guys are coming off of injuries. They're basically getting their one-year audition. If IT does well in Denver, he'll either leave there or stay, but he will get a decent contract somewhere else. Give it some time. Let the man heal. Let him get into the system. If he does his due diligence, plays well within that team, and he's a factor in them winning, he will get a deal either there or somewhere else for multiple years and more money. The same shit with Derrick Rose, how he had a deal for like a million bucks, got traded from Cleveland to Utah, never played for Utah, then got picked up by his old coach in Minnesota, and he was over there, and he was productive. Voila. He put up like 20-something points in the playoff game. So, people, we got to we got to give these times, these guys time to heal and think about what we say before we say it. And speaking of Derrick Rose, 
and I know I say this a lot, but I'm real passionate about it. The Chicago Bulls gave Zach Levine about $80 million for four years coming off a torn ACL. D. Rose took these motherfuckers to the conference finals, was rookie of the year and MVP. Did he have his injuries? Yes. But they traded this motherfucker. He was still productive. I say it all the time. He was still putting them like 17 points, three rebounds, like seven assists a game when he started for the Knicks. He's still a productive point guard. But they traded D. Rose, they traded Jimmy Butler, and they got a bunch of fucking trash. They, the one thing that came out of that that was good was the two draft picks. They got Laurie Marketing, who was better than I thought. I was wrong. I can admit that. And they just got Wendell Carter Jr. and they got uh, Hutchison from Boise State, who should turn out to be decent players. Now, my thing with Zach Levine, Zach Levine is a high-flying dunker who had a torn ACL. Chances are he's not going to change his game with him being this young. Now, had he played the whole season and put up a bunch of numbers, I could see it being different. Had the Bulls went out and got somebody else, I could see it as different. But for them to sign somebody who came off basically the same injury as Derrick Rose is a slap in the face. Now, this man played 24 games for them, Zach Levine, after he got on the court. He played 24 games and averaged fucking 14 points a game. But you give this guy an $80 million contract because the Sacramento Kings matched him. Listen, let that what? motherfucker go. If, if, he's going, if they're going to give him $80 million to go be in the West, audio conference, you're probably trying to take anyway. Let that motherfucker go and let some of them young guys play. If you're really not trying to win, it doesn't make sense for you to sign this guy. Or is it that y'all think the East is wide open because LeBron left? It's not. I don't think it's going to roll like that. And now you motherfuckers are looking at Jabari Parker from Milwaukee. I know he's a Chicago native like Derrick Rose, but this motherfucker tore his same ACL twice. But y'all thinking about signing this nigga? Come on, man. Come on. This Chicago Bulls, this don't make no goddamn sense. It doesn't make sense. Are you paying people just waiting for them to get hurt so you can tank? You might as well let them motherfuckers go and, get, and let them young boys play. And then y'all just let one of y'all young boys go who's playing well. Now, why about I think his last name is? Y'all let him go, and he's probably going to the Spurs or the Clippers. So y'all had young guys, and y'all letting them go to keep these injury-prone motherfuckers there when you lost a guy or you traded a guy who got injured and came back and was still productive. And you line them numbers up between Derrick Rose and Zach Levine and tell me who's the better player coming off injury. I'm just saying, that's, that's my sports shit. Oh, stop tearing down that fucking mural, LeBron, man. Let the man get there and play. Be grateful. I already said it. You ain't no LeBron fans no more. Y'all Laker fans. I made that statement a podcast or two ago. That's all I'm saying about that. I can't get ready. I can't wait to be ready for football season and shit. That's all I got for sports, man. That shit, um, that Chicago well, actually, bullshit we can open, we can open. Yeah, we can open the sports back up within it and go into the NFL. Um, this may be kind of crazy too, but we need to send an open letter to the creators of Madden and EA games. Basically, <laughs> within within it, and this is not to down anybody, but me being a Jacksonville native and a Jaguars fan and seeing the ratings that they have for the players, it wasn't really that bad, but at the same time, it was like, okay, y'all still kind of undercarding my Jaguars within this past season. 
which was by surprise for every motherfucking body. Because two or three seasons ago, oh, the Jaguars were the butt of everybody's jokes, probably even the Browns. But I digress on that. They, it it's, seems like they're not giving the Jaguars their proper credit for what it is that they've done within such a short time frame of, of basically going through a crazy-ass overhaul, dealing with the whole facts and the speculations of them moving to L.A. or getting rid of, um, getting rid of uh, the head coach and then having an interim coach to come in and actually fill the position of head coach and then have the basic pioneer <laughs> for the team to come back as the 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 uh general manager and basically he's he's assembling the team as if he was still the head coach hey man i saw that bullshit ass rating i scrolled right past that shit i said they're gonna find out when their quarterback get rocked i ain't worried about that shit it, it pissed well, me off a little bit but I'm, I'm like, that's okay. Because now they're scared of Jacksonville. The people who watch football for real, they know better than that. It ain't even a thing, bro. It was kind of fucked up, though, man, <laughs> to be honest. That was. That's, that's, no, that, in, in, the, in, the, in the best comparison that I could possibly give within that, I would say that would just be, that would be much like, hmm, we'll say, who, who was a, who was a, Beast ass football team. We'll say the 87 or the 88, 87 or 88 Chicago Bears. 85 Bears. 85. There we go. I'm sorry. 85 Bears. I'm sorry. 85 Bears. And and the the legacy and the shit and and the shit that they put out on the field. And then and then y'all were just like, oh yeah. Well, they weren't all that great. Nigga, what? That's okay. Don't even yeah. worry about it. You may have to see me in a back alley or something, man. And, and we, we <laughs> that right there, I would feel like that's a personal jab or a personal slap in the face. Yeah, that's 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 okay, bro. Let the boys enjoy their motivation. Let's see. They just got to do it again this year, bro. They just got to get far again this year. We'll we'll be all right. Fuck them. What else? I, I know what I was going to talk to you, bro, bro. Now last week I talked about um the ID. You got the ID channel at the crib, man. Oh, yeah. I had an ID channel. Okay, so this is what I want you to do. I want you to go in there and watch people investigate, People Magazine investigate cults. That shit is dope. Watch that. But there's another show that comes on ID that I fucking love. And my wife can watch that shit all day long, but this show is my favorite. It's called Fear Thy Neighbor. <laughs> and when I tell you <laughs> these people get into some shit and, <laughs> like... Somebody died every episode. It's not funny. It's not. It's not funny. But just the shit they argue over is crazy. I'm gonna. I'm gonna give you a little spoiler on one episode, right? So one episode, I feel like a female. This shit is messy as hell. So it's a small town. <laughs> but it's it's good though, bro. It's a small town, right? And uh, a woman's going through some shit with her husband. She moves back in with her mom, right? Lo and behold, a few days later, a new neighbor moves in. The new neighbor is a friend she had from high school. So small town, everybody, 
Everybody knows everybody, right? Yeah, this ain't going to come out too good. Turns out. Pipe it down. <laughs> the person, the, the husband started seeing the neighbor, and shit went left from there. So he's, he, <laughs> like, <laughs> bro, he's waking up in the morning from being over at the house that night and then walking over to drop off gifts at the at the house of the kids the next day. So she's like, yo, when when she found out that's who he was messing with, man, she was pissed. So yeah, go check that, go check out Feel Thy Neighbor, man, on um, ID. It's a great show. It's messy as hell. There's been good shows where people got their fucking house set on fire. Now it's not good. I ain't saying it's good, but the uh, the craziness is entertaining. I'll say that. And we can laugh at all type of other shit. The craziness is entertaining. I highly suggest checking out Fear Thy Neighbor. The acting is funny alone. Because like the characters never <laughs> ma- these characters never match the people they're trying to portray. I've seen it a couple of times on the ID channel that the character actually matched the person in the actual story, but most of the time it doesn't match. And that shit is funny. Like I'm sorry, don't give me don't give me an overweight actress for a thin person or don't give me a thin actress for an overweight person. Make something match up, please. <laughs> Do something. Yeah, Pull me that, into the that story. Only, yeah. That don't yeah, make that no only sense. Yeah, it don't make no goddamn sense. Uh, it's, it's great though, man. You should watch. I'm uh, hopefully we got an episode recorded at the crib. I'm gonna watch that shit when I get back to the house to finish right. getting in trouble. Uh, yeah, I was um, what's up? Not, um, cause the biggest thing, nah, cause the biggest thing that I was on, like within something like that, and I don't even know if they actually had started a new season of it, but it was on A and E. Uh, sixty days in, where they plant people for like three months inside of like these jails within these uh, jails in certain cities and whatnot and basically have them to pretty much monitor the jail and prison systems within there and seeing what it is that, that the correctional officers or the inmates are doing and what they're not doing and so on and so forth. Like, the last one that I seen, they were in Atlanta on Rice Street. When I say that was, that was some entertaining shit, that was some entertaining shit. That was true as an entertaining shit. I wonder if they uh if they started a new season yet or not. But that would be one. It's not exactly the ID channel worthy, but that's some entertainment, some reality entertainment too. Yeah, that's some real yeah, nope, nope. Uh I'm not in jail. I'm not I'm not nope. I don't even want to see nobody pretend to go to jail. I'm not going unless I did something wrong. I refuse. I don't want to watch nobody else going there. <laughs> Well, check it out. I, I'm going to check it out, man. Just You got to remind me to look at it, but I will I will watch it. ID channel, though, boy, that's that's my shit. <laughs> Partially because of the actors, bro. That should be your goal. If you can't get a role, hey, if you an actor and you can't get on to be in movies, go to ID, man. Holler at ID. They'll put you in something, man. They'll typecast the shit out I of mean, you, man. <laughs> yeah, that may, be, that may be a good thing, but then also, too, cause we, when you ended up speaking about that, being an actor for the ID channel and shit like that, it may be a backfire. I don't know if you remember that episode of Martin where they thought um, somebody that uh, somebody that their friend was dating. I, was that Martin or was that some other episode? It was one of the sitcoms within the 90s. Somebody was dating somebody who was an actor for, like, America's Most Wanted or some shit like that, and they thought that that was the actual killer. Hey, man, it costs to be the boss. You got to take your lumps. <laughs> you won't get put on, you got to take a risk. <laughs> It's people in herpes commercials every goddamn day blazing the trail, man. You got to chase your dream. Bumps and impotence included, bro. Get on out there and chase your dream, bro. Go act for ID. They need you. 
The ID channel needs you. You could change the game, lift the standard. You could be the one. Um, what else? Um, I had something else. Bro, so internet personalities. I want to talk about a few of them. And then I'm going to slide it into something else. My man, uh, Josh Prey. That's a funny dude, man. The dude that did the video talking about he was, he could taste the air. And uh, like somebody broke into his house and he was beatboxing coming up the stairs and shit. That dude's funny. If you ever see anything on a Facebook video with slightly overweight black gentleman with a beard, Josh Prey, he's a funny dude, watch that. But I'm gonna be real. The funniest person on the internet to me is goddamn Spice Adams. So if you follow my Facebook oh, page, yeah. If you follow the No Playing This Ride page, I post a lot of his shit on that page. That big dude is hilarious. He played ball for the Chicago Bears, so already had a little bit of love for him. He played ball for the Bears. He's always making these videos talking about old heads and shit. So if you ever see a large dude who's real athletic, talking about that's a for show right on, that's Spice Adams. That dude is hilarious. Yeah, Cream Bigham's the basketball player. Yeah. Like, check all this stuff out. You will find it on No Play in This Ride. I'm not trying to, you know, to, to ride off of him, but uh, listen, I'm going to put it on my page, man, because it's funny. So please check out Spice Adams. He got his own page. Even if you don't want to like my shit, go look at his. Entertain yourself. It's a good Saturday act. Yeah, and he, yeah, he is funny. The, the Kareem Bigham shit, that shit had my ass dying. Them damn stutter steps and the damn stutter steps and then the the fake out moves that he be uh, putting for like dishing out the ball. Oh my gosh, that shit had my ass rolling. Bro, when he said I call this one the twinks, it's when you bounce the ball twinks in the legs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that boy said that's a for sure right on, boy. He had me dying, bro. That dude was hilarious though, man. I wanted to get to something else, man. Um. With these internet personalities that, you know, there's a good side and a, a not-so-good side, I want to say something real quick, bro. Give me, give me some input on this when I get finished putting it out there. Black conservatives, man. I don't understand black conservatives on the internet. And I'm going to give you a real quick reason. Well, not maybe not quick, but I'm going to give you my reason why. Like I said, black people, we come in all all types of personalities, all viewpoints, all whatever. Anything you think black people have all that, just like any other race. But black conservatives for me, I take issue with the ones on media outlets. And it's not because of what they believe. It's because of their message packaging. I should have put that together better. It's because of the packaging of their message. Now, if you got something you believe, by all means, if you feel like it's going to help somebody, put it out. And I know all people that are liberal aren't nice people. They're not, they don't always speak in a pleasant way. But what I've noticed is that black conservatives usually use condescending tones when speaking to other black people. I've seen black conservatives call other black people lazy. I've seen, I've seen the, uh, what's the guy? The guy I just started watching this shit on YouTube because I'm trying to understand where bro is coming from. It's a dude called The Amazing Lucas. He's a younger guy, 
Um, conservative seems to know what he's talking about as far as his references and everything like that. And I don't have an issue with you being black and conservative. That's what you want to do, bro. Do your thing. Put your message out there. If that's the way you feel like we should be, if that will improve the life of the black man, cool. If you're a Democrat, do the same thing. Now, let's not get it fucked up with how the party situation went down. Back in the day, the Democrats were obviously racist towards blacks. That's something that hasn't that people don't talk, a lot of black people don't know that shit. Like, the Democratic Party in the South was the one that was fucking us over. A lot of black folks don't know that. But now, everything is, it's emotion. Emotion is gonna override facts right now, especially when everybody's getting their news from social media. So, the packaging in which you put information out there is gonna affect your audience. Right. Now, black conservatives know this because they call Democrats out not Democrats, they call Democrats out on this shit all the time. They'll tell you like, hey, the Democrats are bamboozling you, they're fooling you when they're thinking that they have your best interests in mind. All these social justice warriors, they, they want you to be where you're at because they're comfortable with you being where you are in that same situation. They want you to stay on welfare, they want you to keep needing assistance because without the assistance, if we learn how to move on without assistance, we will prosper as a people being on the on assistance and everything makes people lazy and they don't want to come up from that. Now, I'm going to keep it a buck. I'm going to keep it a buck. You can see generations of black people in the hood doing the same shit as far as selling food stamps, being on assistance, having tons of kid, kids out of wedlock, being low income, having a bunch of kids not able to care for them. Those kids grow up and stay in low income neighborhoods and it's a fucked up cycle. Does that happen? Yes, it does happen. It. That's why the hood is so successful. The hood is the most, one of the most successful business models I've ever seen. I've ever seen. You have people there who don't have much, who strive to have more than they should. And it's not just black people. And I'm gonna tell you right now, I'm not too different from that. I had that same mentality at some point. Even when I wasn't in the hood, I just had that mentality. Like I, get, I need to go get this even though I don't have the funds to cover it. It's not just black people, it happens to every fucking body. But then you don't have the resources, so you go out and get the nice clothes and the nice whatever, and the nice chain and all this shit, when you don't have the decent car. Shit, I had no car. I had a rose gold necklace, rose gold bracelet, rose gold teeth, and a bus pass. I was all fucked up, working at McDonald's. So I'm telling you from experience, I'm not trying to shit on nobody. Like, that consumer, that consumer state of mind, bro, is real. And people do do it, but it's, it's in the packaging. Black people should hate the fucking ghetto. Not the community, but the conditions. There's some good things that happen in the, in the hood, like lower income people. And that's my thing is like, they speak like that. You're not separate from us. You have a separate way of thinking. And it's like black people are perceived the minority of black people is perceived, like even in low-income neighborhoods, say the hood, 90% of those people are good people in low-income situations. The other 10%, that's who's committing the fucking crime. Not everybody in the hood is a bad person. People just live there. They just live in high-crime areas. They are not criminals. Yeah. There's a percentage of people there that are criminals, but that's a small percentage, and that's the percentage that unfortunately misrepresents us in the public eye. But for me, in my opinion, I think 
those are the people black conservatives talk about. Like the dude, uh, Amazing Lucas referred to them like you have, you, he went to the Chris Rock shit like, oh, you have black people and then you have niggas. And Chris Rock was making this point, but he was doing it in the joking way and he was doing it in the package that as a black person, you can accept it without being offended. When you refer to other black people as the ignorance, like, that's not, it's not gonna go over well. You're not gonna grab our attention. So my thing is for the Candace Owens and the, the Par Parrish Bernard, the guy who's on CNN, for um, the amazing Lucas like that, black conservatives, if you out there, bro, and you wanna get your message across, change your packaging up. Because the messaging, the message that you're putting out doesn't sound like it's for us. If you come on your show or your platform or whatever you want to call it, and your tone is condescending from the get-go, and you say blacks are lazy, blacks don't want to do this, black people don't want to listen, they just want to argue, they don't know nothing. If you come from a point of education and understanding, hey, like I know you've been thinking like this, but try this out, I guarantee you'll get more people to engage you in a positive way versus people just shutting you off. If your mission is that important and you're not just trying to, to appease massa and not trying to look good in front of these white folks like it looks like some of you guys are doing, if, if you really want to get to the black folks that you're, and other minorities you're trying to reach, speak to us in a way that's going to make us receptive to your ideals. And you wonder why the liberals have such a hold on the black community is because they speak to us in a... In a inclusive manner, not like a, hey, I'm better than you because I know this and you don't. I've been educated and you haven't. You should do this, but you're probably too lazy, so you won't. Most blacks don't pay attention to this, but I will. So I urge you black people, go out there and look for Amazing Lucas. Go out there and look for Candace Owens. Listen to them, see what they got to say. Just see what they got to say and see how the tone is. And if you can take something from that as education, do that. Do that. But for those people, I would urge them to check their tone when you're talking to your own people. Because at the end of the day, you slip up one time, story of OJ, you still gonna be a nigga to them people you trying to impress. And I'm just keeping it a buck. I'm just keeping a thousand percent real. You still gonna be a nigga to them. Let Candace Owens fuck up and say some shit white people don't like. Go ahead. I double dog dare you. Let fucking Amazing Lucas, let it look like he's in a situation where he did something to a white woman. They gonna cash your black ass out with the trash, buddy. You gonna be the fuck out of there. If they could do it to OJ, they could do it to anybody. Whatever you do, you not gonna be one of them. I'm not saying change your ideals, just change your packaging. Reach us if you're trying to reach us. Look like you're trying to reach us and not impress them. Am I, like, bro, am I wrong for this? You're not wrong for it at all. <clears throat> but I wouldn't, I, I personally wouldn't urge. It would be more so of I would challenge them to do it. Because with an urge of doing it, it's more so as like making a mere, it's making a, re, a mere request to do it, and Ooh. it's nothing wrong with that. It's no, it's nothing wrong with that at all. By no means is, is is it wrong with what it is that that's basically being asked for. But within more so within the 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 changing of the package, yes, I I a thousand percent 
agree with that, but it wouldn't be more so of an urge. It would be more so of a challenge. Can you make that happen? Not more so of will you make it happen? Can you make that happen? Well, well let me interject and real quick. Let me interject real quick. Why I say I urge and I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say challenges because I would, I'm going to assume a lot of people who grew up as and become, a lot of black people who grew up and become conservatives have a history as children. They say I was teased because I was educated and the way I spoke. These people are already on the defense. They're already expecting other black people to not fuck with them. And that's why I want, I, if you go into a conversation with somebody who you're more than likely gonna be at odds with, using the word like challenge, you know, may, may rub the wrong way. I'm trying to open up the dialogue. Then if the dialogue don't work, then I can call you a jackass. Like, listen, like, I, like I'm like i gonna hit you up like, hey bro, I got a question about what you're trying to do. Like, I, I, I'm gonna hit some of these people up, like social media wise, be like, listen, I got I got a question about what you're trying to do. Are you Are you trying to reach us or no, because I'm trying to get into your message and listen to what you're saying, and just and just listen because you have to be open to shit. Because let's let's face it, as black people, all all the shit we get, we get from white people for the most part. It somehow has to be filtered through through them before we get it for the most part, other than shit like this, right? right. So I'm I'm gonna say I'm trying to I'm trying to understand where you're coming from, to see to see your point of view, but if you use a certain language, I'm not you're gonna turn me off immediately. And the same, the same thing goes for me addressing them. If I'm trying to get you to open up and tell me why you're doing shit a certain way, if I come at you, like, if I come at you, like, a certain type of way, and I see that you're already on the defensive, like, what's the likelihood of you actually speaking to me and, and, and giving me why instead of, oh, you don't know what you're talking about, get the fuck out of here. Okay. So, the, more so of the context, yeah, the context and understanding of said context. Yeah, I'm trying, I'm trying to get, get to why it is the way it is without pushing the button to make you go further with what you've been going through. That's my thing. It's like, yeah, like I ain't no bitch by no means. I can just ignore you and tell you shut up or whatever. So I'm not going to beg you. I'm just going to ask you, like, what is the purpose of this so I don't waste my time listening to this shit if, if that's how, that's how you're going to carry it, if that's why you can't because, oh, it's just what I want to do. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I just need the why. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Okay. And I just, I think it's important that we as black people hear both sides because I don't think a lot of us do. Like, I watch CNN. They say a lot of shit I like, but I see how they do people too on there. They're not always going to let people get off their point. Fox News, they're, they're more rude about when they have liberals on there and how they cut people off and how they are, the whole street people and the shit they say. But I watch it just to kind of figure out how people tick. Because I feel like if you, if you watching the argument, if you get a chance to watch both sides, it's worth taking in information from both sides. Yes, always. That, that's my thing. So I'm like, see, if you look like me and you're talking about it, I'm, I'm going to listen. I'm going to see what you got to say. And I'm going to decide whether I agree with you or not. But I'm, I got to ask about, you know, how you package it. That's my thing. I'm going to move on from this, bro, because it's getting, it's getting a little late. We're running deep into this shit. I got a question for you, bro. All right. How you feel about R. Kelly DMing little boys, seventeen-year-old boys? Surprise! Why? <laughs> Surprise! Why? Yeah. Like, I, Why? I can fly you Why? out. No. I can fly you out. <laughs> How you no, feel about no, Robert no, Kelly, bro? 
I can fly you out? No. Oh, God. Like, it wasn't okay for you to do it with little girls. And you have a tape, even though it's decades old, you still had a tape with you peeing on a minor. That wasn't okay. Just because it's a boy, you think that everybody's going to be like, oh, okay, that's cool. No, that's not cool either. Like, leave little people. I won't say that because then people will be thinking of dwarves or, or you know, the the other word. I won't. Midgets, nigga. <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't do that. People that you should be communicating with or talking to should be relatively within your age bracket. Now, for me, my age bracket will be within that same decade. So without revealing too much, if it's 10 years, be if it's over 10 years below you, that's off limits. If it's 10 years above you, uh, whatever, whatever. But don't talk. If you like 40, 50 years old, you talking about some DM in 17, 8 years, I can fly you out. No. No, 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 no. Leave that shit alone. He needs to go into it. Somebody really needs to go and get some uh, some, some counseling for this man. Because I don't know what the fuck is going on with him. But truthfully speaking, and, and black folks do not try and shun the fact, there is a lot of mental issues, mental issues that is going on with us as a fucking community. And we really should be going to seek medical, mental, medical attention. That, that's a true statement, bro. that mental health. We, we, we really need... Let me give a, a shout-out to Charlemagne and uh, Joe Buttons for making therapy sexy. People, <laughs> they talking about them going to therapy. Uh, Royster 5'9", as well. I, I don't think black people as a community value that shit. I'm telling you, we need it. We got to be sick for the things that we go through and that we do on a regular basis. Let me let me read you some of what this is. And you know, I'm gonna be real. I don't know if this is hundred percent hundred percent true. But I'm just gonna read you read you the text, man. Like, so it's got R. Kelly's little verified shit on there. And just the way it was worded, I'm kinda 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 got me like, I don't know, this might be real. So here it goes. You trying to come to my concert August August 17th in St. Charles, Missouri. I got a spot over there, we can hang out. Question mark. I can fly you out. Question mark. The person replies, "Are you dead ass? I'm not sure. I have to see that. I have to see that. Seems kind of far. Yeah, he dead ass, all right. Um, <laughs> the reply. <laughs> he replies, "You a fine looking boy, but if you, but if so, it will be fun. My team will make sure you get here. Get here and back safe. Take my number. Thanks. Okay, nigga, that shit is wild." If that's true, that's wild. Bro, I've been off R. Kelly since you remind me of my Jeep and move your body like a snake, my. Like, I've hated R. Kelly for a long time. I've really disliked this man for a long time. Then you piss on the kid, now this shit, now they talking about you, they talking about you at the brothel. Why is R. Kelly not in jail, man? That is a very good, that is a very good question. Like, I don't even know why the fuck he's not in jail yet. That right there is just... Ugh, like, dude, you can't be trusted with kids. You can't be trusted with. You can't be trusted with kids. Any, any, 
anything like that, minors, period, like, that shit is off limits. And then, truthfully speaking, me hearing that shit, and I don't want for it to sound like I'm I'm throwing dirt on this man's name either because he recently... I am no, 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 not for, not for R. Kelly, but that situation just reminds me of a situation of um, Bishop Eddie Long. And I don't... Everything was alleged with him, too, and I don't want to make it seem like I'm throwing dirt on, on, on a deceased person's name. But those allegations, allegations like that, it's kind of hard to walk away from, you know what I'm saying, un, unscathed, especially when you have a track record of things like that that basically have been proved that those things happen. Now, in R. Kelly's sense, in, in, R, in R. Kelly's case, uh, no pun intended. He should leave that shit alone. He really need to leave that shit alone. And his 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 camp, his entourage, the people who are really close to this man, y'all need to do away with his any type of social media interaction whatsoever. Do away with that shit. Don't let him get any type of fucking access to that shit. Put his ass in front of a fucking therapist. Put him in front of one. Let that man get off whatever the fuck it is that he needs to get off because that shit right there is, is, ugh. yeah. That's crazy. Let me say something yeah. real quick, bro. It's not just his team. His team is obviously, that's crazy if that's what's going on, if this is real. And I don't care if it's fake because I feel like he should have been locked up a long goddamn time ago. I'm just saying it is what it is. He peed on a girl yeah, on tape. True. Like, people forget he married Aaliyah when she was 15 and then wrote age ain't nothing but a number. Like, the writing's on the wall. This motherfucker's a creep. You know who I'm going to blame for this, bro? I blame black people. I really, really do. I blame black people. I blame everybody who still buys his music. I blame every DJ that still plays his music. I blame everybody at the club who still books him for shows. And I blame everybody who goes to those fucking shows where he shows up. Stop paying this motherfucker attention. We're, people keep putting money in his pocket. I'm saying we. Black people, because I'm pretty sure a bunch of fucking white people ain't going to see R. Kelly. There may be a few, but not like how black people coming out to go see this guy. Like, stop booking this guy for shows. Stop going to his shows. Stop playing his music. Stop buying his music. I don't give a damn if it was before he did it. That's still the same person. He's a creep. Stop giving this man spins, bro. Wash your hands with this. We can't pick and choose. You can't pick and choose about what you want. Like, you can't be up here and be, oh, yeah, the president's this, that, and the third. He's a creep, but you got R. Kelly in your car. Yeah, that that just doesn't make any I don't un so. I really don't understand the shit we do sometimes as a people, and I'm not one of these crazy black conservatives because I love doing N-word shit sometimes. But my thing is, like, I'm going to give you a perfect example of why I don't understand us. And maybe, maybe I'm old, maybe I'm washed, whatever. I'll take that. I'm good, love, enjoy. That's future, right? Honestly, I don't know. I'm out of touch with that shit, too. <laughs> so, so check this out. Apparently, this guy was supposed to meet up with a girl for a, a weekend to get away or whatever, and they text him whatever. She posted the shit on social media, and they texted back and forth, and he's kind of he's hinting like, hey, when we going to get together so we could do this? And Shorty basically told him, like, listen... I came out here to hang out. I'm on, I got vacation days. I got money to be out here. I came out here to hang. I ain't come out here for all that, right? So at that point, 
Future was like, I'm good, love, enjoy. And then that was it. He was like, I ain't fucking with you. People, like, he's showing you the character, and that's what I'm saying, like, somebody who we supposed to, and like, black people, we get all up in arms, people disrespect the black women, this, that, and the third. I see black women using this same phrase, I'm good, love, enjoy. That lets you know how they value you. He flew you out there to fuck and nothing else. But y'all still gonna buy his music. Y'all still gonna support the That's what I don't understand. I see people, even br dudes, the woke dudes, the dudes who got all the knowledge, the dudes who so smart, know everything. Uh, I'm good, love and enjoy. Like, you supposed to be the smart brother. You quoting this idiotic motherfucker? I don't understand, bro. I, maybe it's an age thing. Maybe it's an age thing. Maybe I'm not where they at. But I will say I think this. It's all, I, think it's, I think it's all of the above. But let me get this off for the young boys. For the young... For the young boys, young ladies, all that shit. Listen, because I'm going to shut this down. I'm going to give y'all this as I get off of this joint for anybody who listens to this shit. For the young guys, for the people who follow the, the young rappers, the Takashis of the world, the rest in peace to that boy uh, X who just got murdered. Y'all following after them. Y'all listen to their music. That's cool. Whatever. But for all the kids, like academics and shit, the DJ academics fans, and all that shit, listen to me. Some of y'all are really close to the street. Some of y'all are not. Don't listen to these people. Don't follow after them. Don't do it. Academics, probably damn near 30, acting like you still live in somebody's basement. And for all you young motherfuckers telling us, oh, y'all don't get it. Y'all don't understand. No, nigga, you don't get it. You don't understand. You act like I wasn't 17 before. You act like I've never been 21. Like I never been 25, like I never been 28. I've been there, done that shit. So I never understood why they're like, y'all don't know what it's like. Y'all don't understand. Y'all don't get it. Y'all don't know. What the fuck you mean we don't know? We watching y'all make the same dumbass decisions we did when we were young. The whole time we've been trying to stop. Whole time trying to stop y'all. Don't do that. You might want to chill. You might want to chill. And what they do? Out here getting shot. Stupid shit. X, rest in peace. He getting murdered. Out there with a bunch of cash on him, getting shot up. What's the boy, uh, the other boy? Rich the Kid got his house ran into. Somebody gonna get Takashi. Somebody's gonna beat academics the fuck up. Because they playing this game. Like, it's real people out here living their real life. Because, and the thing is, it's crazy. They tell us, oh, y'all don't understand. Y'all don't understand. Why? Because not all the young rappers are like that. Joey Badass ain't out there getting into no trouble. He coolin'. Nope. Chilling. Vince Staples. Vince Staples. Cooling. Vic Staples is a motherfucking gang member. Nobody trying to shoot up Vince Staples up. Kicking it. Yeah. People like Soldier Boy thinking they can do whatever and getting ran up on. That's all right, man. <laughs> Let's yeah. shut it. Now, and, and uh, what it was that you were saying earlier back with uh, the whole like future shit and whatnot, and I brought up a point that my that my little brother ended up saying. And shout out to shout out to little bro, cause sometimes he he'll say some shit in a jokingly manner, but it will be the like 100% nitty gritty truth. This motherfucker said all Drake had to do was make a song to make y'all forget the fact that he has a kid out here. He ain't taking care of, and y'all wonder why niggas keep running game on you, cause it's easy. 
This nigga done dropped this album. Yeah, this nigga done dropped this album, what, a week, two weeks ago, or whatever the fact may be. But just a couple of weeks prior to that, a bomb was let out that this nigga got a jit. And it'll probably be some, yeah, and it'll probably be some Drake stands out there that'd be like, they'll end up quoting whatever line that was that he had within his song. I haven't really listened to the album, truth be told, because again, I, I'm I'm not that big of a Drake fan at all. Like I could care less for his music. I couldn't care less for his music. Like it's it's whatever, whatever. All I know is uh one producer from Jacksonville ended up getting a track or got a track on that album. That one track, I listened to about maybe not even a full minute of that track, just the production work. It was dope, it was cool, I cut it off after that. But they'll probably end up hitting or rebuttal back with, oh, well, he wasn't hiding this kid from the world, he was hiding his world, he was hiding the world from the kid, or whatever the fuck that line is. But that is stupid as shit. That kid is still gonna have to face that world with or without you. You might as well have him to face it with you. That's crazy. I, yeah, I don't know, I can't, I won't speak on what his situation with his child is, I, honestly, I don't know. I don't know what he has done or what he has not done. I won't speak to that. Yeah, that's a crazy situation. I think, I ain't gonna say cuz went too far when he put that out there, but damn, that, that, got, that gotta make you change some things. But one thing before, before I shut this down, um, it kind of tied into what I was talking about before. And uh, what I was gonna say is the authenticity of a hood fairy tale is dangerous to minorities. And what I mean by that is like all the rapper tales you hear about the drug dealing and all that shit, these have replaced fairy tales for us as kids. Before we had the old books you would read about heroes and all that shit, He-Man and all that, all that was fantasy. These lies that you get in movies and music and TV shows, these little hood fairy tales that we get, all that shit is actually attainable in a bad neighborhood. Guns, sex, drugs, violence, you can really go do that shit. It's really easy. And I just, I just felt like I needed to say that. Like those, those hood fairy tales, while they're being told by people who primarily live in pretty decent houses, the guys who really making and rapping their wealth, and you see them out there throwing that money and shit, they can tell you that because they not still living there. So it's something you gotta think about. All these, all these dope boys you see on World Star, all that shit, they can tell you that while the camera's on, but they not really doing that. At least not the ones that ain't getting robbed. Because that's one of the rules in the street. Like I'm not finna let nobody know I got a bunch of money if I feel like I could be touched. And in the hood, anybody can get touched. So those fairy tales can, can turn to reality real quick if you know your way around a, a fucked up area. Don't get caught slipping trying to play a role. That's, that's all I want to say about that, man. It's, it's too yeah, easy and too uh, real out here. Yep, and at, at these days, people are just making it so easy or making it even easier to be Ex accessed. They're making it easier for themselves to be uh, touched. Bruh, there's a lot of people that knows but don't know. They send out tweets. They send out Facebook status, Snapchats, Instagram. Only thing it takes is for one person to pick up the geo metadata 
from there, know where you are, and, and just end it, just like that. Just like that. And they don't even think about it. Oh, well, we ain't hiding, da 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 They come see us, whatever, whatever. And, and basically send something out, and it has the exact location of where you are. And maybe 10, 15 minutes later, now they're on somebody's T-shirt, on somebody's tweet or Facebook status, whatever, whatever, that that person got shot, killed, died just for being reckless, being stupid, and 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 just moving sloppy. Yeah, out here living last for time life, I, last, Yeah, look, uh, last time I heard, the game is to be sold, not to be told. And y'all are just telling in, in ways unimaginable to where it's real people out there who are really doing those things, and they're permanently shutting you up. Yeah, a bunch of rappers getting extorted. Out here living for likes, flashing their money. They got to pay them boys that's around them in them videos. Because the minute they don't, their protection gone. You got to pay to play, bro. All their, all their protection becomes their attackers. That's true. You get eaten from the inside out. You see, it's been quiet. That, that reality check came out a little bit when, um, when X got killed. Takashi been kind of quiet. <laughs> Real quiet. I ain't heard much. Yeah, but, but uh, after that ended up happening, uh, apparently he he had went and he he went on his Instagram live and basically was sending out apologies of that and his condolences to uh, uh, XSX Ten Ten. Nah, I'm fucking his damn name up. But that guy, yeah, him. X or wh whoever yeah, they. Yeah, and, and, like, I had somebody who I ended up going to school with, and she personally knew him, you know what I mean? And outside of the one video that I seen from him, you know what I'm saying, I didn't think he was a bad... I didn't think too much of him being a bad person. Um, the allegations of him, you know, beating on his girlfriend and whatnot, though that is fucked up that he ended up doing that, it seemed like this guy was, you know what I'm saying, on the path of actually trying to change and turn that around. And that shit ended up happening to him. It's it's unfortunate, but it had to be something else that he was doing too that led to that demise, his untimely demise. Um, I won't be insensitive of the fact that a life was taken out of senselessness, I won't be insensitive to that fact, but it, it's it it is a it is a wake up call and a reality check. So people can heed to that as they want to, um, but just know everything that that happens it serves as a warning. Oh yeah, so you could like Takashi can get on there and do all that apologize on Instagram if he want to. It's too late. It's too late. You didn't like that target still on your fucking back. You didn't made a little bit too much noise. It's too late. And now that you're not as active and not doing all that trolling shit right now, I may just be missing it because I'm old, I guess. If you're not as active, what's going to happen is your views are going to slow down. And them shows going to slow down. And that money going to slow down. And when you don't have that circle, that's when somebody going to get you. Because it took him a while to get X. He was on there popping that shit. And he was going at whoever, he was talking shit about Drake, talking shit about Migos. 
got into some of Rob Stone where he ended up getting punched on stage. Like, it, it took a while for somebody to get to him. It happens, it happens a lot. It happens a lot. Like, even the late, great Tupac Shakur. I love his music. I think he was one of the probably one or two greatest rappers of all time. But Tupac, he ran his mouth a little bit. And it took time. Yeah. It took some time. But somebody got to him. He got shot the first time, and then the second time, unfortunately, he was taken. But it, it just goes to show. Like, I don't like to make the comparison, but people out here are real. You can't just play with these people because you're on this platform. There are real people out here listening to your words. You got to be careful. I'm just saying. Hey, that's it, man. I'm shutting it down. No playing this ride at gmail.com, obviously. No playing this ride Facebook page. I'm trying to. I'm trying to get it cracking. I'm throwing videos up there. Of course, I'm going to post a podcast. If you got some dope content you want to put on there, let me know. Or just tag that shit on there somehow. Get it to me. I'll do it myself. No play 247 on Twitter. Uh, Brooks, give me your info. Give me information, man. Yeah, the uh, info is uh, Ghost Rider Influence Music at Gmail. Uh, pretty much just coming at me that way for inquiries on uh, audio services, be it uh, beat production, mixing, mastering, uh, even recording. Uh, just get at me at the email. You know, we'll get things situated, set up, seeing how the budget looks and, and whatnot. Uh, you just want to hear some of my work, you can go to soundcloud.com uh, backslash Brooks on the beat. Twitter is uh, Big Brother Brooks <laughs> on uh, Twitter. And uh, yeah, on Facebook as well is Ghost Rider Influence Music, uh, Instagram, uh, Ghost Rider Influence Music. All of those places you can get at me. All right, make tomorrow better than today. Learn something tomorrow you didn't learn today. Y'all be good out there. Peace.